Welcome to The Lowdown, a podcast of news and ideas from the Columbia Alumni Association. I'm your host, Shanna Crumley, and this is The Future Is, a mini-series all about Columbia alumni who are the leaders of today and creators of tomorrow. This week, we're going to hear from some very young Colombians, four current students who are student leaders of the Columbia chapter of the Society of Women Engineers. They call it SWE. SWE is an international organization with professional and collegiate chapters around the world. The student chapter at Columbia provides professional development opportunities, it serves as a local support group for the women engineers on campus, and they conduct community outreach to introduce local high school and middle school students to engineering. Mina Kim, Rebecca Murray, Colette McCullough, and Aaron Vaughn stop by the office to talk about their work on campus, what engineers watch on Netflix, and the head start that they've got on mentorship. Do you want to know the secret to their success? Even their free time is useful. These girls' idea of a fun time is taking free classes on iTunes. Here, I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, my name is Colette McCullough. I'm a senior in uh, studying Earth and Environmental Engineering, and next year I'll be working at Citigroup. My name is Mina Kim. I'm a senior in studying Chemical Engineering. Next year I'll be um, in New York at IBM um, in their consulting division. Um, so my name is Rebecca Murray. I'm a junior in CS studying Electrical Engineering, and this coming summer I'm going to be an intern at Northrop Grumman, uh, working with their survivability team. Hi, uh, my name is Erin Vaughn. I am a junior studying computer science, um, and I worked at Lockheed Martin uh, the past two summers, and this summer I'm working at McKinsey and Company in their technology consulting division. All four of these women are going into growing fields at the cutting edge of new technologies. So I asked them, what are the new technologies that you're using? What are you interested in these days? Um, having like a basic foundation in computer science can be really helpful for whatever field you're in. I'm actually um, a teaching assistant in the computer science department, and last semester I TA'd for a class called Computing in Context. Um, and it really gives you like the, the in Python the skills that you need that you so that you can apply to whatever you're interested in. I'm really excited about the kind of like um, like social justice driven technology, especially in like computer science that's occurring right now. Um, so I feel like more than um, before, people um, who are interested in tech are more interested in going into some kind of like um, role that'll help improve the lives of people. I really appreciate that the like social justice scene has a lot of um, tech support. The prevalence of computer science, sort of across all other fields, is a trend that everyone in the um, engineering school has been feeling because so many tools are available to you if you're able to like write a piece of code or you know operate a basic computer program. What do you see coming up in the future in your fields, especially climate change, like, that's a big deal, but what do you see coming up in the future that you're interested in like working on or getting into? I'd say I'm pretty interested in the field of like climate change and energy as well. Um, yeah, I was. I'm definitely struggling with this question because right now, as a senior, I'm trying to envision my path the next few years, and it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it all. Really, I'm just still thinking about potentially um, going back to school and going into law and using that in like environmental law, um, creating environmental law background, which is something I'm really interested in, but I feel like there's so so much I'm interested in, so much ahead of me that I think it's going to change a lot over the years. Many professors here that are working on um, like 
they're really at the forefront of like climate change research and we see that they're developing the technologies but um there are other barriers like policy um that sometimes are bigger issues than developing the technology themselves. I feel like a lot of the people I interact with in SWE just really see the big picture and want to use their engineering background to like uh, in a different role where they're you know thinking about policy or thinking about uh, business strategies. A lot of the the podcast episodes we've done so far, like life in general, but especially some of these fields are very impacted by the political climate that's going on, and just some of the big changes we're having globally and then also um, nationally, domestically. How are you feeling in terms of that side of things, like how our society is today? How do you feel that you can make an impact? Where do you, what's your, what's your general impression? What I've decided to do going forward is um, be part of groups like SWE. Um, where people are, um, share my vis- vision for the future um, and we can create programming and take initiative to do things that support us and our cause. Um, so I think definitely going forward, um, groups like SWE are really even more important than they have been in the past. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question, just in general, for all, all four of you kind of more personally, why engineering? Or why your specific piece in relation to engineering? Well, I guess I guess I can speak to that. Um, so I went to a high school that had a lot of great resources for science research and encouraging students to pursue engineering, that sort of thing. Um, and I got involved with science fairs pretty early on and had a lot of success there, which really encouraged me to study engineering in college. Uh, and then once I got to Columbia, the engineering community is just so supportive and I think the classes are really meaningful and show you how you can make it into a meaningful career. I think for me uh, I really was attracted to engineering because how application-based it was like even when I was younger I always loved math and science but I wanted to really understand how like what I was learning in school applied to real-world problems and um, so I chose to go into earth and environmental engineering because I was so interested in like climate change issues and how engineering could like solve those problems. Yeah, I'd say for an engineer, there's no, um, there's really no criteria except for you have to enjoy solving problems and facing challenges. And I think every year I've, um, my interests have radically changed, but the skills I have um, continue to be applicable to um, any problem that I find or any um, new industry that I become passionate about. Um, So for me, I think I first found my interest in engineering when I was on a robotics team in high school. Um, And then once I got here, I'd never coded before, but I was like, I might as well take the intro computer science class and give it a try and just really fell in love with it. Um, Felt that I was able to contribute to the community, even though I hadn't coded before um, and made meaningful connections with professors. So um, from that, I decided to major in computer science. But I think where I'm at now, I'm probably looking at a role that's more like at the intersection of business and technology. So I really love computer science and like solving problems, um, but don't really see myself being someone who just like codes all day, I guess. What did you want to be when you were a little kid? And how have you kind of progressed to now? So I think when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher, but I think that's because I was just surrounded by so many awesome teachers who were making an impact um, on me. And I think... As I, like, grew up and developed, I 
probably realized that that might not have been um, the path where I was going to be able to make the most impact. Um, I don't know. I was also, like, from a very young age, really interested in environmental issues. Like, like as soon as I heard about climate change in the fifth grade, I was like, this is horrible. How are we even thinking, like, this is not a big deal? I started a blog, like a blog spot, where I just gave advice to how to save energy. And then I, I uh, got, like, ads on the blog to get to make money off the ads, but, like, I didn't make any money. So. Yeah, I think someone in school told me they were making all this money off ads on their blog, and then I went home and was like, Dad, I'm getting ads. I thought I would be like a scientist and be like in the lab testing different things and like discovering the newest, like greatest um, like drugs for to like prevent some kind of diseases. Or I remember even though I was younger, I was always really interested in math and science. And it sounds kind of a little childish now, but especially in like middle school, early high school, I was really interested in lasers. I always thought they were super cool. <laughs> like high-powered laser technology. Um, and then I ended up doing a bunch of science fair stuff that related to different applications of laser light. And now here I am studying electrical engineering, which doesn't sound related, but um, a concentration in optics and photonics and solid-state devices within electrical engineering is really the study of how <laughs> devices like that work. So it's kind of come full circle. And I'm even uh, doing research this semester in a lab that studies uh, the use of optical interconnects in data centers. Awesome. <laughs> what about, um, this is a tricky question, and mm -hmm. you've got, you can speak to computer science on that side, and you can speak a little bit in different kinds. Mentioning the climate change is something we've been talking about um, on the podcast. Um, is, there, is there a perception of women that's different than there is for men in this field? Um, what, and you talk to this if you feel comfortable. What do you think, um, what is the role of women in this? Is there any sort of expectation or not? Um, are there more women or not? And how, how do you kind of manage that? Um, I can speak to that. So my experience has been that Columbia is a really exceptional place and Columbia Engineering is a really exceptional engineering school and that you'll meet all kinds of people who are studying pretty much any major you can think of. So I think across the board in most of the engineering classes, you won't really find that there's a distinction if you're a woman or a man and you're studying a certain field and that everyone receives a lot of support from professors as well as their peers, and that's just a really great community to be a part of. Um, I can speak to outside Columbia. Um, I worked um, two summers, I interned two summers at um, pretty traditional engineering companies. So um, I was at Alcoa, which is a manufacturing business, and, and then ExxonMobil, which is oil and gas. And I um, can definitely say that at both companies, there were way more men than women um, at every, really at every level of the company. Um, so starting from entry level to all the way up to um, like executive, and it becomes much more pronounced, obviously, at, um, in the manager, in the, at the manager and executive levels. Um, and so I was glad at these companies um, to have met a lot of kind people, um, a lot of supportive people. I, um, I met a lot of my mentors there who have been very supportive. But I can say that um, 
the lack of representation and visibility of women in these industries definitely is something that can um, affect you, I think, especially if you're working longer term. Um, during the summer, it was pretty fun for me. I mean, I think having having an internship in Texas in the summer is kind of like summer camp. <laughs> Since you're, like, away from home, um, I did a lot of, like, hiking, um, like, nature activities on the weekends. So it really felt like summer campy for me. But I definitely could see how um, being, like, the only woman in a team of, like, 10, 20 um, is a, could be a very daunting task and also um, something that could be discouraging. Um, and so that's why, that's another reason why SWE exists to um, kind of form these, like, peer networks um, and find mentors from even at a college level. And um, hopefully these connections will stay with you for the rest of your life. Um, so even when you don't have mentors at your company, you have peers who are supportive. Um, you've met other women in other fields that can support you. So several of you mentioned, like, role models and mentoring now. Um, and I, that is something that I think it's a good topic to touch on in this context because if you are the only woman on the team, then sometimes you need somebody to look up to and somebody who can tell you that they've been through this and this is what, you know, some advice of what to follow. Um, who are your mentors and role models? Who, who do you look to, especially if you're trying to get into these fields? Do you have people to, to look up to? Um, so within SWE, we actually have a mentorship committee, and, and through that we make mentorship families where um, starting freshman year you can get a senior or junior mentor in your major. So for me, that's been, since I was in SWE since freshman year, I've met, you know, women and women engineers that are three or four years older than me and now they're in the working world and I can really reach out to them. The main person that I've looked up to over the past few years was my manager at um, Lockheed Martin where I worked. Um, so she was a woman um, and she like graduated from her engineering school within three years, like joined Lockheed right out of graduation and had been working there for probably like 20 years and I felt like I could always go to her. Um, I was on like a pretty male-dominated team, um, but even with that, I knew that I had um, people that I could go to whenever I had um, any problems, and she really worked to find me, like, assignments that I would be able to f um, find interesting, but also be able to contribute to and make a meaningful impact, um, so I think she was my main mentor, but then also, um, I'd have to say, this is this might sound a little cheesy, but I think Mina and Colette were really some of my main role models freshman year. I was on, I worked with them to um, organize our like, biggest outreach event, Engineering Exploration Experience, and and I think they really um, provided meaningful leadership to me when I was... Um... Yeah, that speaks a lot to... Um, I mean, thank you, Erin. <laughs> Very much appreciated. But I think that speaks a lot to how important visibility and representation is. Um, because I feel like I got my internship after sophomore year um, at Alcoa because I knew to try. Um, so I saw, like members of SWE getting summer internships, um, like women who were in just one grade above me or like two grades above me. I saw them getting summer internships. So um, it was just um, like seeing that it could be normal for someone to get an engineering internship after sophomore year. Um, that just made me put myself out there and try. And also with um, SWE professional, uh, the, the professional chapter of SWE, like in New York and every city, you can reach out to them and they're so responsive. You can find someone in your, um, you know, industry that you want to connect with. So I definitely think that like I'm going to take these skills that I've learned throughout the past four years at Columbia and 
continue building my network and keeping the network I've already created. That kind of a question, if, if a student was listening to this and trying to figure out what they were going to do, what would you advise them to get to where you are at in this field? Um, I would say my main advice would just be to take classes and things that you're really interested in and don't be afraid to give things that you might not have experience in a try. I think no one comes into like an engineering school with like having taken an engineering class before at the college level um, and everyone's kind of in the same boat. So just go in with an open mind, um, apply yourself and try your best and I think you'll be successful. I think it's good to let your, I mean, for me at least, it's been beneficial for me to just kind of let my mind wander and be very open-minded about what my interests may be. I love hearing what people are listening to or reading or watching at the time because sometimes people are like listening to something that's like a podcast that's relevant and then you can like latch onto that and like listen to it as well. Or maybe it's a book that's like informing their work. Do you, do you have time to read? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you watch TV? Like what's your thing these days? What, is this there a show or something you're excited about? As a second semester senior, I've had a lot of free time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I listen to like 538, um, like Pod Save America, Pod Save the World, um, like the whole Crooked Media, like all of their stuff. But now with the political climate, um, there have been a lot of podcasts coming up that are about, um, that are really practical, like give you a lot of insight from experts and tell you what you can do to make a difference. So I've been trying to inform myself, um, but also read leisurely because that's something I definitely haven't done enough in college. This sounds pretty nerdy, I guess, but something I like to do, well, so since I'm going into like the financial world now and I'm, I don't have a background in that, like a lot of what I've been doing is listening to like classes on iTunes U, like the free classes to just... I don't know, educate myself on some stuff that I haven't been able to take at Columbia. So that's kind of like the nerdy part. Um, But then I also, I guess I just finished the show Big Little Lies, which is really good, Uh, all about women. So that was interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm actually doing the English literature minor that they have in the engineering school. I think Mina also did the English minor. So (laughs) it's a nice break from all the engineering classes is to take one or two like English literature classes a semester, like really interesting books that I otherwise wouldn't really have had an excuse to read. And I just like to stay up to date on the news. I usually read the New York Times every day. Through Columbia, you can get like a free student subscription, so that's awesome. TV-wise, I'm really into Westworld, <laughs> which is which is sort of relevant because it's all about technology and like the future. Um, but that's kind of a guilty pleasure TV show that I like to watch. Since I spoke with them, two of the women have graduated from Columbia, and the other two continue to work in SWE leadership, inspiring the next generation of women in engineering. This podcast is all about innovators and leaders of the future, and we can't wait to see what these four women do next. Thank you for listening to The Lowdown and this mini-series, The Future Is. This episode was produced by Shanna Crumley and the Columbia Alumni Association. 
Columbia University is a mecca of great ideas in one of the world's greatest cities. And with more than 330,000 Columbia alumni who are leaders in every field imaginable and spread across the world, the Columbia Alumni Association brings you the latest musings, updates, and insights from Columbia University. Learn more about the Columbia Alumni Association at alumni.columbia.edu. And to get even more news and ideas from Columbia, check out thelowdown.alumni.columbia.edu.